Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's the bigger picture, and we are zooming into the third quarter final numbers for Singapore's GDP, which is at 1.1%. So this is going to be showing a forecast for the full year of around 1% based on the Ministry of Trade and Industry's latest outlook. And this is expected to pick up to between 1% to 3% next year. So let's unpack with Barnabas Gunn. He's the acting chief economist for RHB Bank. Good morning, Barnabas. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Barnabas. So hot off the press, we've got the latest numbers, one point. 1% for the third quarter, then a bit of an outlook around 1%, pretty much in the middle of the earlier forecast they gave. So what's your initial impressions? Well, I think that I am very encouraged by the print. You know, What we are seeing really is that it's better than expected compared to market estimates. It's better than the advanced estimates that was released earlier by uh, policymakers. And more importantly, it basically confirms you know, our prognosis. You know that Singapore's uh, G, you know growth, more so uh, you know more so Singapore's growth uh, momentum is actually accelerating into the third quarter and likely into the fourth quarter of this year. So it's a good print, you know, if we consider that the global growth is still remaining on track as we speak. Yeah. So you mentioned the advanced estimates that came in at one percent. So latest numbers at one point one percent, a bit better. Also faster than the zero point five percent we saw in the second quarter. So there is some momentum. So let's talk about the momentum, the bright spots that you're seeing. What are some of the sectors that are expected? to do better? So I think that there are two fronts that we expect it to do better. First and foremost, release services. I think do note that services industries in Singapore actually commands a lion's share of GDP at over 50% you know, uh, of GDP. So this basically suggests that the improving tourism numbers into Singapore, the, the stronger consumption patterns they are seeing from domestic consumption, and more importantly, if we do understand that tourism numbers will continue to pick up into the next year, this means that the services sector will actually be one of the key beneficiaries of and more so the supports of Singapore's GDP. That's one. Two really is significant manufacturing and more so the externally facing industries in Singapore. I think what we have seen really is that first and foremost, the US industries and also the US economy still remains quite resilient, you know, despite the Fed fund rate hike that we've seen so far. And that basically suggests that, you know, the uh, you know, US being one of the major trade partners of Singapore and Singapore being a trade-reliant economy, this means that the more so the externally facing, you know, wins, you know, towards the US was still likely to be beneficial for Singapore's economy. That's one. But also, we also can also see that uh, if we got to look for China's recovery, China being also one of the biggest trade partners of Singapore, if not the biggest, basically suggests, you know, that uh, the trade numbers into both US and China will likely pick up into the next year, assuming that China recovers quite strongly into the next year. Yeah, there are a couple of ifs here. So you've got to wait for China to recover, for things to bottom out. And this, of course, ties into its property sector, how it feels about domestic consumption. And there are many issues there. So if you look at the global electronics demand, we've been hearing a lot about how demand is sluggish. And this, of course, with elevated inventory levels so far. Where are we when it comes to that part of the equation when it comes to electronics? Well, I think we are seeing bright spots in the electronic sector already, you know. I mean, if we see the global semiconductor sales, it has bottomed quite nicely. And this is really on the back of the China's recovery story, China being one of the biggest consumers of, you know, semiconductors and stuff. That basically suggests, you know, that, you know, Singapore being also one of the uh, electronic hubs uh, in, in Asia, this basically suggests, you know, that, you know, the ongoing growth momentum as well as the ongoing semiconductors bottoming and that will actually benefit the electronic sector in Singapore, you know, the semiconductors, precision engineering, general manufacturing, maybe even consumer electronics as well. 
And also, these are all bright spots in Singapore, especially when we do see the sustained recovery in the electronic sector globally. And there is that risk, of course, of a potential recession in the US because of all the rate hikes. What's your expectations? Are we going to see any form of recession? What will it look like? And what are the implications of higher rates? No, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not in the camp of a recession. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't believe a recession is coming to play. I know there are some analysts who's calling for you know a possibility of a technical recession in the U.S. It's not. It's not in our base case. I mean, we are seeing that that the U.S. numbers are still doing well. You know, at this juncture, despite the rate hike, we don't think you know that the the lag effect from you know higher fat, uh, higher rates to the real economy. We think that it's quite short as we speak, and most of the pain is really faced at this juncture. And what we do see really is that the labor front, the consumer front, more so, and really, even though despite, you know, the lower expected non-farm payrolls, it doesn't spook us, you know, simply because of the fact that the U.S. actually saw, you know, strike in the automaker industries, mm-hmm. you know, and that basically is, you know, one of the key reasons as to why non-farm was actually poor. So it's exogenous, you know, right now. You know, so I think overall, when we see, you know, the recovery of the, uh, more so the strength of the U.S. economy, despite the rate hike, and if China comes on steam, you know, uh, into next year, this is a very strong uh, evidence at this point us that 2024 will be a better story for Singapore as well as globally. Yeah, so the Ministry of Trade Industry painting a picture where things are going to moderate a bit for the rest of the year, maybe the first half of next year, then pick up in the second half of next year. So next year's projection is between 1% to 3% growth. Barnabas, how optimistic are you? Which part of the spectrum are you at right now? I'm at 3%, actually. I'm right oh. at the top band. <laughs> I'm right at the top band of uh, Singapore 2024 outlook between 1% to 3%. You know, look, if we see the numbers that is given by policymakers just this morning, it basically tells us just one very key message. And the very key message to us is that what they are saying is that 2024 is going to be a better year. That is the message that I read because what they are saying is that 1% is likely to be seen this year and 1% to 3% is likely to be seen next year. You know, the midpoint is 2% for next year. This basically suggests to us that growth will accelerate to next year, you know, and this basically fits into our global assumption story that, you know, global growth is going to be better. Be Singapore being a one of the key, you know, partners in global growth, you know, a highly trade-reliant economy, blah, blah, blah. You know, this basically means, you know, that Singapore will actually benefit very well from the global trade wins into the next year. And look at the Sing dollar, just to wrap things up, Barnabas, uh, we've been seeing versus the dollar it actually strengthened. So Sing dollar is about 2.8% in the past year versus the US dollar. Where do you see levels right now for the Sing dollar and what the MAS might need to do to either strengthen it or just leave things as they are? I think the Singapore dollar as compared to the USD, uh, I mean, right now this morning, it didn't it didn't move much. You know, the markets didn't really, uh, really react to the Singapore GDP number. But I think that if we are going to assume uh, that the Fed may likely continue to tighten monetary policy, if we see the latest FOMC minutes just last night. We still do not read any news, you know, or, or see any essence, you know, of the Fed really pausing at this juncture. You know, so a Fed rate hike will likely be seen if not in fourth quarter this year, in, in December this year, if not the first quarter of next year. So essentially, this means that higher rates in the US are still likely to be on track. Uh, and this basically gives the US dollar more traction to strengthen. You know, and this means that uh, the Sing dollar against the USD uh, might continue to weaken into the rest of the year. But the thing is that the Sing dollar remains to be, you know, it behaves, you know, across buckets of currencies, you know, in the near, you know. So this means that, you know, with the near being so strong, going to monetary policy, you know, uh, based on the question, 
this means that the near still remains quite strong above the midpoint and with inflation really uh, likely to be sticky at this juncture, it means that the MAS may likely not move at this juncture given that the appreciation is about 1.5%. You know, it's quite appropriate at this juncture and this means there'll be no action to be taken likely by the MAS. All right, potentially weakening for the Sing dollar, but no action yet. From the MES, Imichai Barnabas Gunn, he's the acting chief economist for RHB Bank, breaking down the latest third quarter numbers for Singapore's GDP coming in at 1.1% and a forecast for this year, growth at around 1%. Thanks for your time, Barnabas. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.